0: You know, there's, there's this syndrome, this form of depression. I think it's S-A-D. Oh, yeah. Watch mm-hmm. And it's interesting that women are far more uh, affected by this thing than men. And what it is, is basically that during the winter, because there's less sunshine, people get depressed simply because there's no light. For no other reason. Particularly if you live in a house where you don't get a lot of sunlight. And I remember, I mean, they just discovered this two, three years ago. But I remember when when we were looking for a house, when my parents were looking for a house in Crown Heights. And we asked the Rebbe about a house. The Rebbe said, does it face the sun? And we thought, oh, something very mystical about that. <laughs> Faces the sun, it's to the east, it's to the north, to the south, there's something mystical, Kabola, who knows what. And it turns out it's a very simple thing. That if your house doesn't face the sun, you don't get enough sunlight. And such a house becomes depressing. And you know, there are people who love tight clothing. And there are people who hate tight clothing it chokes them it makes them very uncomfortable there are people who love being in a small room in a small space like kids you know who make themselves their little uh, hideaway they yeah a little tiny place you squeeze in there and, and you're and that's where you're most comfortable and then there are people who become totally berserk if they're in a small place there are people who love being out on the ocean and there are people who get sick not seasick they get sick from the fact that they can't see anything but water in other words, there are people who, who want all those kinds of things that give them more definition. Tight clothing, a small place. Um, I want to be able to see the next tree. Like in a picture, for example. If you, if you take a, a course in photography, they'll tell you that if you see this beautiful lake and you just take a picture of the lake, it's a dull picture. Not a good photograph. What you're supposed to do is find an object that is close to the lens, with the lake in the background, so that you give because just just to see water is not an interesting picture. But if you find this interesting-looking tree, and you shoot through the tree and you take a picture of the lake, now you've you know you've you've made there's one picture in Israel won an award. This guy took a picture someplace on a hill in Yerushalayim. He took a picture of this ugly camel head. A close-up, really tight close-up, this ugly eyes of this camel. But right over the camel's head, you have the whole skyline of Yerushalayim. And it won an award. But if you had just taken a picture of the skyline of Jerusalem, everybody does that, and it's boring. But it's not—it's not that it was ugly, that the camel was ugly. It's that you had something the eye focuses on, something specific. Even if it was a burning bush, if it was a gnarled root, if it was whatever it would be, you have to have something in focus that the that the eye can 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 grasp and then behind that you can have this endless view but if you have only an endless view the eye doesn't know what to do with it so there are people who love being out in the ocean because then they're away from everything and then there are people who can't stand that they can't be away from everything they need something to hold on to they they need to see a tree a stone a, a house something but just to see skyline makes them crazy Part of the difference is whether you're giving off energy or trying to absorb energy. There are these people who are bubbly and, and full of life and they give off energy and, and they just love being in bigger places, uh, endless spaces, They until they burn out. Then all of a sudden they need to go home, they need to retreat, they need to pull back. Then there are people who need to conserve all their energy. Because they easily get drained of energy. For them to be out on a boat with all this endless space, they get drained in a second. Because they can't focus on anything and, and, and it takes too much energy. So they would much rather be in a little room than in a big room. They'd much rather have a really, a really tight coat than a loose. Because the looser it is, the more you're giving out energy. Whereas if you tighten tighten up, close everything up, then you're conserving energy. I think the same, same is true between day and night. During the day, your energies are dissipated. Your energies go everywhere. Because there's this, and there's that, and there's mu- music, and there's noise, and there's people, and, and you just, and, and all your energy is gone. And you hate it. Whereas at night, the night kind of closes in on you, and blocks things out, so that you're dealing only with what's in front of you. So the smaller light uses less energy, not only to burn, it uses less of your energy whereas a big light makes you give off more energy they're afraid of yeah you know, they're afraid of shutting down completely of withdrawing their energy so much that they don't exist anymore but i wonder if, if the same thing is going on 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 an emotional level that there are people who like to uh, share their feelings and voice their feelings and constantly be emoting And then there are people who are saving all their feelings. They keep everything inside, bottle everything up, and need to do that because their feelings are too scary or too intense, too ugly, too painful. And so they spend most of their life blocking or, or creating uh, curtains around their emotions. And that's why physically also they feel better when they're surrounded by something, when when they feel their clothing. Mm. But then sometimes there also comes a point for such a person that because he's already so protected And he's already so closed that if you put him in a closed place it makes him totally crazy because it's already too closed (laughs) like choking fearful fearful of open spaces that could be the opposite kind of a person a person who's always giving off and just can't anymore they just can't shine so much there are some people who when they walk into a party and there are 200 people in the room and their friends or acquaintances with 198 of the 200 people in the room they immediately notice the two people who they are not yet friends with and they must go over and introduce themselves and charm them into becoming their friend because if not the whole party is ruined because there's somebody there who is not my friend makes them crazy everybody in their life everybody they meet everyone they ever hear about must become their friend they can't leave anybody out of their little circle. Have to make everybody their friend. In other words, wherever they see space, they must fill it. <laughs> it takes a lot of energy. You mean there's somebody who doesn't know me? I'm gonna go run right over and introduce myself. I gotta make sure that they know me. That's I, don't know it's like that. Mm-hmm. I didn't say anything about motives. I just said how much energy it takes. <laughs> I don't know what the motive is. Uh-huh. No, but there is the opposite energy level. This person who must go out and talk to the two or three people who, who are not yet their friend, have a lot of energy and, and, are, and are anxious to use up that energy. Then you have the opposite, per, the opposite kind of person. Who, if they know that in the room at the party, there are going to be some people they don't know yet, they can't go to the party. Cause they, they just can't. They don't have the energy to deal with new people breaking new ground. They, they don't have the energy. They're not going to go. If it's only a couple of close friends, then, then then they'll go. Because then they don't have to put out so much energy. But even if there's one person they won't know, it'll make them so uncomfortable that they won't won't go to the party. So it all depends on how much energy you have and whether you're saving it or throwing it away. There's a kind of person who will care. They'll go to the party. It will bother them very much that there are people there that they don't know and are not their friends, but they won't do anything about it. They'll suffer. Yeah. I'm not saying it is a mitzvah, but some people are that way. It bothers them that there's something to be done and they're not doing it. And some people would say, What do you mean, something to be done? Not interested. Why is it sometimes that uh, you're in a conversation with somebody and they say something wrong and you correct them? And you get into a whole discussion, and you debate it, and you you know it's wonderful, you enjoy it. Sometimes you hear somebody say something wrong, and you think, no, it's not true, it's not true. But ah, what the heck? I'm gonna argue with you. Leave me alone. Because you just don't have the energy to. Don't think it's good advice. You're gonna say, no, I can't do that. But you get into a whole conversation. Then there are people who th- who think, well, maybe that's good advice. I'll you know, maybe. I'll think about it. And then there are people who think to themselves, this is terrible advice. Doesn't make any sense whatsoever. But I don't have the energy to argue. So yes, yeah, very good. Thank you very much. Yeah. Excellent idea. Excellent idea. Thank you, very much. It's a lack of energy. You know they're wrong because your mind has got the energy to focus on the issue and, and, and decide whether it's good or bad but you don't have the emotional energy to get involved in a discussion so you're thinking never heard anything so dumb in my life and you smile and say thank you very, very good idea well there can be many reasons for things I'm, I'm talking only about one consideration the, what what your energy level does to you because of a lack of energy you will become the kind of person who would rather say yes, yes, it's a good idea even while you're thinking it's a dumb idea because you don't have the energy to argue. Lack of energy can, can be a total lack of energy where you just don't have the energy for anything which is ki- you know when you're exhausted. When you're really exhausted you have no energy for anything but then there's this chronic kind of exhaustion where you don't have energy in certain areas of your life. For example, we're talking about people who don't have emotional energy. Their mind is alert and they figure things out and they, you know, they got the, the whole thing but they just don't have the energy to talk about it with somebody else because that takes emotional energy. By the same token they can sit and talk about how wonderful somebody is They'll sit there and tell you, I just love that person. They're so good. They do this and they do that and they have this and they have that. Have you ever told that person that you love them? Mm-mm. Why not? I can't. They, the, the emotional energy that it takes to express love, they don't have. But in their head, they haven't worked out. As to why they should love this person and why they love this person and what there is to love about this person, in their mind they've got it. They love their per, they love intensely in the mind, but it can't come out in the heart. And then you have the opposite. You have people who have emotional energy but no mental energy. They have no mental energy. These are the people who love people. They get, they get terribly depressed when they're alone. They love to be with people and they love to go to parties and they want to spend all the time with you. But you try to discuss something with them. Ask them a question. They get upset. Come on, stop it, we're having fun. Yeah, but I just want to ask you a question. No, don't ask me no questions. Not because they're stupid. They don't have the mental energy to deal with a mental issue. and That happens a lot to to college students. The brain collapses. It's overworked. It's exhausted. It doesn't want to hear about anything. All they want to do is get drunk. That's all they want to do. Just let's get drunk. So their emotions are all over the place. Their brain on vacation, and this can last for years. Is that burden? No, that's a balance. I'm not saying everybody gets burnt out, but when when you do get burnt out, you get burnt out where where you've been using most of your energy. So if you've been using a lot of mental energy, you burn out just in that area, but everything else you have energy for. So you become an animal. When they're burnt out, yeah, then you go to the opposite extreme. You th- you want to get as far away from anything intelligent as possible, because <laughs> intelligence uses the mind, and your mind is burnt out. So you want to do just the dumbest things in the world. That won't force you to use your brain. Now, but th- this is a, this is a a typical thing that when a when when a person is Uh, exhausted on a a mental or spiritual level, they go for relaxation to the opposite extreme. And that's why you find sometimes very spiritual people and all of a sudden they become animals. Or very intellectual people and all of a sudden they become werewolves. Because uh, they overdid it. In everything there's always the combination, the balance. The reason, the kavana for the mitzvah and just doing the mitzvah. Mm-hmm. Or a with darekheretz is a good combination. Everything's balanced. Smoking, is that another one? I think at this point it is. As long as there was some doubt as to whether it really was um, unhealthy. Dangerous. As long as there is some doubt, you could argue. But when you know that something is dangerous, then it is an aveda. I don't think there's any doubt anymore. There is. There is a. Um, if a person is a very heavy smoker, then there's a question as to what is more dangerous: to continue or to stop. Because oh, right. stopping can be very dangerous. I don't know, the body is too dependent on it. It's like you see people stop smoking, they suddenly start gaining a lot of weight. The body just can't handle it. So for some people, I mean, allergies is mild. For some people, they develop heart conditions because they stopped smoking. So it can be it can I mean for an older person who has yeah, for an older person who has smoked heavily all their life, to suddenly stop could be could be pretty dangerous. But other, other than that, there's no question that smoking is dangerous. Not everybody who jumps out of airplanes breaks his leg. It's still a dangerous thing to do. Not everyone who has sex without a has even so some. Promiscuity is dangerous, not sex. (laughs) Now you're saying life is dangerous. (laughs) Life has become dangerous.